0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. Happy spring to you. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Well, ladies, did you have a wonderful Easter weekend? Uh, Many places around the U.S. were sunny and bright. Some places had a lot of rain. And I hear that it even snowed in some places. Either way, it is a time of reflection, um, a time of really looking at, you know, springing into uh the new you, the new business, changing things that you need to change, a time of evaluation and making things better, right? And so that's exactly what we want to do as business women is that we want to be very, very alert and we want to be very aware of how important it is to pay attention to the time frame happening each year. Now here we are at the beginning of second quarter. We had first quarter, January, February, March. Now we're at the top of the second quarter. And so one of the things that I want you to do is I really want you to go back and evaluate first quarter. And there are a few important things that you need to do here. Number one you need to definitely go back and take a look at your goals for first quarter. Did you meet those goals? How cl- If you didn't, how close did you come to meeting your goals? And if you didn't meet your goals at all then you need to discover why. You may not need to change and create new goals because, you know, some people do that. They set really good goals for their businesses to meet, and when they don't meet those goals, they have a tendency to kick those goals to the side and try to start up with some new goals, but that's not always a good thing. There is a reason why you set your goals for your business. And hopefully, you all are setting your goals based on not only what you want, but based on what your customers or clients are telling you that they need based on the needs of the business as well. So keep that in mind. So evaluate the old so that you can spring into the new, right? That is just so very, very important. So I want to encourage you, number one, is to go back and take a look at your goals. Number two, I need you to take a look at your process. The process that I'm talking about, as you know, there is a hierarchy or a hierarchical system to accomplishing your goals, right? You first have your your visions, and I say that with an S because you can have more than one vision, but you, you start with your visions. What is it that I want to achieve? experience within a specific time frame, right? Because that's what your biz, your business vision is gonna boil down to. It's all about what is it that you want to see happening in the business. What do you want to experience as the business owner, right? So that defines what the business vision should be. But then after that you have to set goals for each vision are each we we like to say you can line the vision into a master goal. You've got to set goals for each of those visions, right? That is so very very key. Why is that? Well, it's because something has to support that vision. Now that you have declared and said what you wanted to experience or what you want to see, now you've got to decide how is that going to happen, and of course. That is going to happen by transferring your thought from the the spiritual realm, the vision that you had, the idea, that aha moment, that, that experience that you want to have. You're going to transfer that out of the spiritual realm of your mind, and you're going to transfer it onto paper, write it down, making it plain, and turn that into goals that actually support what it is that you want, what it is that you saw, you envisioned. And that is very, very key. And then after you have, you know, written down the goals that actually support each of the visions that you want to accomplish in your business, then you are separating each of those goals and drilling down even more and you are writing down all of the tasks, or better known as the to-do items that have to occur in order for that goal to be accomplished. So really, the completion, the fruition of the, the vision is seen when you set goals, when you create tasks to support those goals, and then when you implement those tasks. That is when you start better accomplishing the goals. And I have to tell you, I found that process a little bit daunting um, in my younger years of business because I wasn't quite understanding the hierarchical system. I wasn't understanding, first of all, that there is a hierarchy to goal setting, right? Right. And I didn't necessarily know where to get the resources from, how to make certain things happen. And so it's very, very important for you to realize that it's okay if you are not clear all the way on goal setting. What's important is that you get some assistance, someone who who is really good at goal setting to show you the way to make it happen, right? And I think a lot of people think that goal setting is just a simplistic process. You just write it down and do your to-do items and it's, and it's done. But goal setting is actually one of the most complex processes of success because it, it involves so many moving parts. And it's those moving parts that have a tendency to overwhelm a lot of business women and cause us to get unclear on what it is that we're trying to do. And so that is why the process of goal setting is very key. So as you evaluate, you know, why you didn't accomplish the goals, you really have to go and dig deep and take a look at your process for accomplishing your goals, right? Did you have uh, the right goals to support your visions of what you wanted to see happen? Did you not only have the right goals, but did you have the the to-do items? Did you thoroughly drill down and really look at all of the to-do items and list all of the to-do items that needed to happen in order for you to accomplish the goals, right? And, of course, one of the things that I teach in my goal-setting workshops is that what causes so many businesswomen to get stuck in the goal-setting process is they get right down to listing all of the to-do items to support each of the goals, but Oftentimes they're stuck because there's something that's needed. A challenge is presented. There's something that's needed to, you know, complete that to do item that they don't have. Whether it's money, whether it is. Um, you know whether it's some type of marketing that they marketing system or piece of marketing um processes that they need that they don't have or they don't have certain softwares in place there's something that's not in place that presents a challenge right and what happens is instead of setting that aside and really trying to come up with the solution for the challenge, a lot of times businesswomen will skip over that portion and try to go and do the things that they need to do while that to-do item is left undone and it just gets pushed on from week to week to week in the planning calendar, which is, which is not what you should be doing. So it's very, very key to understand that as you evaluate, look at those to-do items. What didn't get accomplished in those two items? And did they cause you to hiccups because there was a challenge that was presented that you did not have a solution for? And that's very key. You know, one of the things that I really enjoy about being a coach, I enjoy it more now than I ever have because I have 30 plus years of experience behind me, but also I have not only been able to learn and teach people from my own failures and successes, but now I have all of the women that I have coached, all of those coaching sessions that have fine-tuned me into better understanding the commonality that we have as business women of what needs to take place and what needs to happen in order for us to accomplish our goals and to see things move a little bit faster, right? And so I am really enjoying coaching at this time simply because I have grown wiser and I know goal setting so very, very well. And I know that it is a key component to all of success, not just from a business perspective, but from a personal perspective as well. Goal setting really is the answer. And the thing that I love about goal setting is that it is a, literally a gift from God. It really is. Um, it it is something that it took me a long time to learn. But through the process of goal setting, manifestation occurs. So manifestation can't occur until you write it down and make it plain. And I think that's what God was trying to show us in the book of Rebecca is that, you know, take it out of your spiritual realm, take it out of there and bring it into the physical realm where you are right where you are and and make it plain so that you can understand it and so because of that it begins the foundation and the process process to manifest what it is that you envisioned in your mind. And the beautiful thing is, is that when you are able to accomplish your goals, when you are able to literally create something from nothing, the thought wasn't even there, and then the thought came, you had your aha moment, you actually could visualize what it was that you want. When you can do that, it's a beautiful beautiful thing, but one step further is that when you actually get to experience your vision it is it is a feeling like no other and to empower to feel empowered and to know that God left us with this beautiful gift of learning how to manifest our dreams and our goals is something that we can't take lightly so evaluate not only your your go- the goals that you did not accomplish, but evaluate why those goals didn't get done. And most of the time, you're going to find the answer right there within the to-do items for each of those goals. Something about um, not implementing all of those to-do items caused you not to be able to accomplish that goal. So you have got to learn how to become a problem solver. But not only that, you really need to learn how to work with the coach to help you to shorten your learning curve and push you faster. When I look at being a coach and what has helped all of my clients move faster and reach certain levels of success in their business, it's because at some point they developed a trust in me to follow my lead and show them how to develop their goals. How to make things happen, and remember, you're not always going to know the answer for you know certain things that you need to accomplish certain tasks. It, it sometimes it's going to require research. Sometimes it's going to require a lot of things. Even when it requires money. You've got to think swiftly on your quickly and swiftly on your feet and know, how do I overcome this money hurdle? I don't have the money. So what can I still get done in place of the money because I realize the money is going to come, but when it's not there, how do I jump over that hurdle and and make it happen anyway? How do I actually do that? You know, that reminds me of a client who at the time, did not have enough money to have um, a virtual assistant, an admin assistant. So one of the things that I suggested to her that she do was to go to her local high school and talk to the counselors and 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 first write up a job description for a part time admin assistant. go to the high school, talk to the counselors and let them know that you are looking for a savvy young woman or man who is in eleventh or twelfth grade, who's good with the computer, who um, has great personality, um, who would like to work part time right and um, at the time. She was like, yeah, but aren't they going to want some money? Well, you can pay them an honorarium, right? If you're not able to pay them a full amount, you can pay them an honorarium, plus you can um, create a training program to train them um, so that they can utilize you as an incredible reference when they are ready to get a job for another job for the summer or as they're graduating and it's also going to help them on their college application as well and so she she at first was not with that. She was like, yeah, but, you know, there's still kids. I don't want kids to play with play around with what I have to get done or what have you. And, you know, and what I explained to her is that most of your high school students who are in the 11th or 12th grade, these students are already at the level of young adults. They know the computer better than you do. They've been using social media better than you you do. And long story short, She, we, I helped her to come up with a really good job description. We did that. She did indeed go talk to a high school counselor and oh my goodness, not only did she hire one, but well, over the course of the year, she used more than eight students who who they were telling their friends, hey, you're like working for her. She lets you work virtually. She even um she even allows us to do this or that. And the, the kids really caught on to it and they wanted to learn and they wanted to help as well. And so she ended up having over eight students who helped her. She had two students that were helping her with social media, taught her things about social media she never knew. They set her social media schedule and were planning her schedule. Do you not know her business started growing because of that? Now, this is all from a business owner who did not have the money to actually hire a full-time or part-time admin person, but they actually needed someone. And that was a way, a solution that we worked around the lack of money, right? And so again, sometimes we get so scared of things that we don't have or things that we think that we need to have and we don't have, and we get into that analysis paralysis, that a uh, perfection mode. And, and that in and of itself causes us to fail. It causes us not to push our goals all the way through. And it causes us to procrastinate, right? And so again, I want to encourage you that as you look at first quarter, as you evaluate first quarter, you're not looking at it to make you feel like a failure or to or to be down on yourself what you're looking at is whatever didn't get done whatever you didn't do you're looking at to add it so that you can make swift and positive changes so that you don't repeat those mistakes and so that you can make things happen and accomplish your goals for second quarter. So yes, those goals from first quarter have to be brought over, right? If they were important goals, they have to be brought over. Now, some of the goals you can look at and decide, well, if you didn't want to do it, you can eliminate it. But if it's a goal that's important to the success structure of your company, then you need to go ahead and bring that goal over and then in all earnest work hard on solutions that are going to help you to accomplish those tasks. Because we all know that when tasks are accomplished and completed, the goal is completed. And when the goal is completed, the vision is realized. So that's how it works, and I hope that many of you will listen uh, what I say and take take it to heart and really go back and evaluate and look at, hey, why didn't this get done? Why didn't this get accomplished? What was the problem, right? And again, I want to say this, and I just want to put this out here too, as far as certain goals not being accomplished. I think it's women, yes, we still get hung up on caring too much about what other people think about us. How are people going to receive this? How are people going to look at this? And then we start comparing ourselves to uh, to others, right? We start comparing ourselves to others that do similar to the same thing that we do. And we start looking at, you know, well, maybe they are further along the process. But the thing that we have to really realize, right, is that The difference between yourself and other competitors is you. You are the difference. You are the competitive edge. And so accepting that and learning how to become the ambassador for your business is going to be key if you want to move ahead in business. Very, very important for you to know that. Well, I'm excited to share with all of you our theme for this month of April 2021, and the theme is Spring into Success. This new series, I'm very, very excited about it is um, and I'm sorry, it's not springing to success, but it's spring to sales. I have success on my mind, but it's spring to sales, and I'm excited about this series is because it is the creating the sales process that I think a lot of business women are are um, confused from time to time, right? A lot of people mix marketing and sales together as one. And although they complement each other, marketing and sales are two different processes, okay? So today, I'm going to be sharing with you the difference between marketing and sales. That's very key. And then I'm going to be sharing with you some fundamental things you need to know about sales and some things that you need to um, develop with your sales process so that you can get better results. So we're going to do that a little bit later on into the show. At this time, I want to go ahead and welcome all of the newcomers, all of those who are listening to the show for the very first time. I want to welcome you to Successful Woman Radio. You know, we are a live podcast. podcast that is all about helping you, the businesswoman, to be in a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. We come on every single Monday at 12 noon Eastern time, rain or shine, um, regardless of whether it's a holiday or not. We come on so that we can inspire you, provide you with information that you can put to use right away. Now for those of you that are listening to the show and you are long-time listeners, a big thank you for staying with us for listening to us uh, for all of your emails and your feedback that you have given me ideas for shows. I really really take it to heart and have used so much of what you provide to me. So thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to remind all of you to remember to share the show. That is how successful woman radio grows. It's when you step outside of yourself to realize that there are other business women out there who need this information, who need to be in a positive environment, right? There's so many women that are going through so much. I was just talking last week to a mom of six. She had six kids all school age. She was a, um, a stay-at-home mom. Uh, she wants to have her own business. And her spouse is not supportive of that. And she was sharing with me that the the Successful Woman radio show was something that re- she really, really depends on. And um I really really want her to understand and know that we we care for all business women and that's why we want to bring you into that positive environment every single Monday to remind you of things that you need to do for your business and to remind you that you are not by yourself. See, all of you know other women who need to be supported. All of you know other women who are in business. So what you need to do is, if you can, reach out to five business women and say, hey, I listen to Successful Woman Radio. It comes on every Monday. It's a great environment, great ideas. And Trina is the real thing. She gives you the information. And give them the phone number that they can dial into. Here it is. If you have a pen in hand, it's 347. 637-2589. Again, the dial-in number for the show is 347-637-2589. If you would like to add the online platform where they can listen from their smart device or computers, it is blogtalkradio.com forward slash successful woman radio, all spelled together. Again, blogtalkradio.com forward slash. Successful Woman Radio. And if you can't get through via phone, you can always go in the online platform. You can click that play button and listen real time on Mondays. And if you would like to listen to previous broadcasts, then visit us at womenaboutbiz.net. Click on podcast, and the podcast player is right there for you. You can listen from your phone, your smart device, or your computer. So those are just some ways to stay continually tapped in, but I want you ladies to understand understand that we we must start sharing resources with each other as business women I am learning that as business women we are not sharing like we should we are not bringing other business women along for the success ride instead we are compartmentalized and thinking oh this is just for me but part of being successful and part of being an ambassador for your business is sharing with other business women and certainly This is a very good resource to share. So, again, don't forget to do that um, because not only is it blessing us here at the show, but it is blessing the lives of other businesswomen as well. And, again, a big welcome to all of our newcomers. Speaking of the show... We have had so many people give us so many good ideas, but one of the things that we're we're trying to do at Successful Woman Radio is a lot of people are asking about why successful woman radio doesn't have its own website like it used to so i am going to assume these i think it's about three or four people that ask similar questions around that concept um we used to have a website that was completely just for successful woman radio and then what i did was i i brought i merged um that information into into women about Biz. and and my reasoning for that was because Women About Biz was the owner of Successful Woman Radio, which was the, that that kind of like our flagship show for our members and our guests. And so I thought, let me just bring Successful Woman Radio on into Women About Biz. And now... um, I am looking at growing Successful Woman Radio and kind of playing around with should we again have our own website just for Successful Woman Radio. So I'm thinking about it uh, because a lot of people want information that we're talking about. They want more notes. They, you know, they want, can you share your notes, you know, can you give me this information? Or people are saying, hey, it would be great to see the notes or see some of the information that you're using. So we're going to be taking a look at that once more. It's not a promise that we are going to be segmenting and separating into a separate website, But we are going to be taking a look at that and evaluating that. When I say we, I mean myself, my coaches, people who assist me with marketing. We're going to be looking at that and determining whether we should segment uh, Successful Woman Radio into its own website. And so we'll be taking a look at that. And I'll be keeping you guys up to date because as I learn, I want to share with you what I have learned. Well, a lot of you sure did write in to me about Facebook and all of the new changes going on uh, with Facebook, and a lot of you, especially who have groups on Facebook, are letting me know that, yes, indeed, you are seeing a lot of changes in the groups themselves, and you are learning that just because you post in your group, it doesn't mean that everybody in the group is going to see it. So what, what is the solution for this? This is, this is becoming quite an issue. A lot of people are really upset with Facebook. The one thing that I want everyone to remember and realize that right now, Facebook is a free platform. So you really can't, you, you really can't get upset when they start making all of these changes because really, Facebook makes changes weekly, sometimes daily on their platform. And it's up to you whether you want to use it or not. And it's difficult to deal with a lot of the changes that go on, especially when you just get used to one thing on Facebook and then they take it away or they make a change on it. But what are some of the solutions that you can do? Well, the one thing that I think is very important is that if you indeed have a Facebook group, you have got to get some control over Um, the people that are joining your group. So you need to create a joining process, right? Now, what does that mean? That means you really need to sit down and think about how can you get the contact information of those people who want to join your group. Now, you guys can go and take a look at my process at womenaboutbiz.net. If you go there and you click on community, you'll see where I created a process for people to join my Facebook group to get people excited. I I, uh, I clipped a picture of, you know, like the members in the group, um, and I created a sign-up process for people to sign up for the community from my website. But I also created a process that if people are finding me directly from Facebook, one of the questions that I ask them, number one, is, you know, what is your email address? Because we want to stay connected to you. We want to keep you up to date, right? And then the other question I ask them is, if they would like a Power Talk, do they need assistance with growing their business, right? And I have probably about a 75 to 80% um, participation. There are some people that you know they just want to come in your group and all they want to do is just continuously at three and four times a day try to drop a lot of sales announcements, but they aren't really looking to be a uh, contributing factor to your group. And I really don't want those type of individuals, right? Um, Because first of all, they're not going to really get any sales from the group because we all know that that doesn't really work. What works is reaching out to people and connecting with them, having connection calls, and really getting to know the women that are within the community. That's what really, really works. The women who understand that process, they are really able to build some very good uh, business relationships. And not only are they able to get business, but they have those women referring other clients to them as well. So you got to understand that networking process. But I wanted you guys to know that what was my solution to the group thing? Well, my solution was to make sure that I have everyone's contact information so that if Facebook starts acting really wacky with the groups, I at least have the majority of those people that are in my group, I know who they are, and I can outreach to them and connect with them, right? And so this is just an example that um, I wanted to share with you guys. If you click on community at womenaboutbiz.net, you will see how I have set that up, and maybe you can do something similar if you're planning on doing a group, right? Um, Some of the other things that you can do in your community to really get people engaged so that they will uh, not only look at their notifications, but so that they will purposely come and visit the group is that you can look at interviewing people in your group. You can look at ways to involve people in your, in your group, and that's something that I am looking forward to doing this quarter is actually interviewing the businesswomen, interviewing them, finding out about their businesses, who they are, what they do. Uh, I'm really excited about doing that this month, um, especially. So I want you guys to just follow my suit. I'm going to keep you guys updated what I'm doing to grow my Facebook group, um, what I'm doing in the community. But right now, I decided to stay in the community. Why is that? Because you can't fight the statistics. You can't fight the numbers. And the numbers right now are telling us that everybody and their mother is on Facebook. And while, yes, you could create your own group, your own community, and that's something that I'm eventually looking at, right now, I want to learn how to better use my Facebook group, better be of value to my group so that I'll have more people visiting the group on their own and participating, okay? So, again, take note. I will be um, specifically this month sharing with you how you can better run your Facebook group, how you can get um, a better buy-in from the members of your group, how you can get your group members paying attention to what you are sharing and what you are saying, Um, and even if Facebook is not allowing notifications to go out to every new person when you post, how do you get them to pay attention anyway, right? How do you jump over that hurdle? So we're going to be talking about that this month as well. I'm excited again about our theme, Spring Into Sales, and it's all about creating your sales system. We're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. Right now, let's go ahead quickly and go over the five questions of business leadership, starting with number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? What beliefs and habits do you need to support your vision and goals? Are you really delving into your morning personal development? Are there things that you need to be working on that are in alignment with your goals? You know, perhaps you need to improve your speaking. Perhaps you need to create your 30-second elevator pitch, you know, to network and and connect with others, right? Um, Have you created your affirmations? that are customized and personal to yourself, these are things that are going to help you to prepare your mindset for greatness. Because trust me, ladies, you know, again, we can listen to a lot of people and get encouraged, but at the end of the day, we need to become self-reliant. We need to be able to fall back on ourselves and be able to be self-motivated, right? Here's number two, Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goals? Sometimes you just really need to do a belief check. Sometimes when you're wondering why you're not accomplishing your goals, why is it that you can't seem to get your vision off the ground? Something is stopping you. And a lot of the time, it has to do with old habits that are embedded, habits that have turned into beliefs that are working against the very things that you want in life and business. So you got to take a look at that and evaluate that. Number three in the five questions of business leadership is, what do I want to have accomplished by this Friday? I think every top of the week, you've got to be asking yourself that question, and then you've got to pull out your calendar, and whatever it is that you want to have accomplished this week, you, you need to make sure that you have the right to do activities and goals established so those things can get done. And remember, one of the things that holds us up with accomplishing a goal is always going to be a challenge in in, in the to-do section, right? We we have listed a to-do item that needs to be done in order for the goal to be accomplished, but then that that to-do item presents a challenge, we have to push ourselves to work through the challenge and find a solution. And again, oftentimes, this is when you guys can call me or schedule a one-on-one session with me to figure that out, right? And always, always, as you are looking at the things you want to have accomplished by the weekend, which is normally Friday or Saturday, You want to always keep in mind your sales goals, your marketing, and your leads generation system, okay? You always want to keep those things in mind. Here's number four. How can I be an asset? to my business? How can I be an asset? Well, this is a very important question, especially if you're trying to step up to the plate, you're trying to scale your business, you're trying to do bigger and better things. You have to go back and look at yourself, the creator of your business and where it all started, right? And then you have to ask yourself, how can you be an ambassador? How can you represent your company? How can you let people know more about your company? How can you As the ambassador, as the competitive edge for your business, how can you brand yourself better and put yourself out there in the spotlight for more people to see, hear, and understand and want to connect with, right? And then are you seeking out new collaborations, right? There are so many people who have a similar business, but it's not exactly what you do, but you both see the same type of clientele there are things that you can do to collaborate with each other but first you've got to get to know those type of people who are they what where are they well you do that again by networking and lastly am i leading my power team you know when you look at being an asset to your business Sometimes you've got to know how to step out of the way and let other people help you in areas that you aren't as strong in, right? Uh, the, the, The best leader is the servant leader. The best leader is the leader that realizes that they can't be all to their business, that there are other talents that are out there that can do things to help them move further along. And I'm going to let you guys know, the person that understands that, the businesswoman that really gets and understands stand that her goal as the um as the owner as the CEO of the company or her role as that position really is to find good people who are smarter who work harder who you know who have a special talent and can make things happen. So you need a power team. You need a group of people who can help you to scale your business, shorten that learning curve, push your business faster. You would be so surprised. And I think for a lot of business women, one of the reasons why they don't want to build a power team or why they are not is that women have a hard time letting go of money, right? You're making a little bit of money in your business. You're finally able to pay yourself something. Now you got to give it out to others. But I'm telling you, once you release that, it's going to come back to you because that power team is going to move your business faster than you ever thought, right? And then last but not least in the five questions of business leadership is am I investing in myself and my business? And you guys know I've talked about three important things in this area. The first is health and wellness. What good does it profit you to make money? to be successful in business, but you can't have the health and wellness to even enjoy it, right? And I think it was women, though, that's something that we really need to pay close attention to. We need to have a good exercise routine. We need to drink more water to hydrate our bodies. We need to stretch more. We need to look into yoga to see if yoga is something that is, that is going to help us to have more energy and more healing. We need to look into different things that is best for us. We need to look into cutting back on processed foods, and we need to look better into better eating habits. All of these things contribute to your energy. They contribute to your health. They are preventative disease measures, and we as women need to really, really get on top of it, right, let alone that as women... We need to have our our annual pap smear and our breast exams and our mammograms. These are things that are preventative measures. And for sure, it has been proven time and time again that they indeed help us to feel better and live longer. So let's come on. Let's get a health and wellness plan in, in action. And then Personal development and coaching. The biggest thing that I find with women is that women feel that they have to be in some perfection mode before they come to me for help. And a lot of my clients really admit that later on throughout our coaching, and they laugh about it because they go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I felt like I had to be perfect or have the business all put together before I saw you. I didn't want to get embarrassed that I hadn't did this or that. But listen, the reason why you see a consultant or a coach or someone to help you in your business is because you don't have all of the answers you don't know it all and and that person can help you shorten that learning curve push you ahead faster hold your hand get you into a space that you need to be in i'm telling you i've got clients who have told me that they have been two and three and four and five years, even a decade with the same goal, never got it done, started working with me. And within 90 to 120 days, the doggone goal was accomplished, right? It wasn't because I was all that in a bag of chips, right? It wasn't because of that. It was because I've been there and done that. And I know how to guide someone who is stuck in a place um, where they just can't seem to have all of the answers, I know how to help them back out of that and how to better structure and how to find the resources and the answers so they can move forward. And that's what a coach is supposed to do, right? And so again, I encourage you that if you have not had a free Power Talk session, which is a 45-minute coaching session with me, then I invite you to experience it, right? Uh, because you're going to walk away feeling more clear, right? You're going to have that clarity. I'm going to give you some great ideas that can help you with your business. And um, I think that you will really enjoy it. So go to womenaboutbiz.net, right? And right when you get on the website, all you have to do on the homepage is just scroll down a little bit, maybe halfway down, you'll see it. Free coaching session just for you. Follow the directions, click on the link. And um, and get your power talk scheduled right now, today, okay? And last but not least in the am I investing in myself and my business is marketing and advertising. And this is something that I want you ladies to get very serious about. You really need to um, market and advertise your business. Listen, the internet has changed. So not only do you need to write great content, not only do you need to have all the right keywords, but you also need to investigate and start looking at ways that you can market. Now, Facebook advertising right now still works for a lot of small businesses. A lot of people set anywhere between uh, $150 to $350 budget on a monthly basis, and they are seeing results. And, of course, what happens is that you create, you increase that marketing budget. As you get your return on your investment, you can fold that back into your marketing budget and, and keep growing your business, right, and looking at other advertisement uh, avenues as well. So again, I want you guys to be thinking about that. Think about your budget. So very, very important. Okay. Um, That is it on the five questions of business leadership. Take those questions and use them to help hone your leadership skills and help you to be the business owner that is the right type for your business it is 1244 after the hour I'm gonna move right on into our topic today spring into sales and I'm very excited about it as I said before so I want to talk to you about why sales is so important and the and to do that the first thing that you have to know is what exactly is marketing all about right So let me give you guys a definition of marketing. Marketing is a system, okay, of techniques or methods that work together to attract people to what you have to offer, okay? So it's a system of techniques or methods that work together that attract people to what you have to offer. That is all marketing is, and that is all it ever has been, and that is the job of marketing, okay? So in setting your foundation for marketing and sales, what you need to understand is that you can't have sales without marketing. So the first thing that you need to make sure of in the process of having a better sales system is that you need to have a better marketing system. Now, the key to marketing and attracting other people to what you have is to first be very clear on your target market. You guys know this, right? Because it's business one-on-one. You've got to know who your target audience is. And I have a lot of people that say, Trina, I'm always so confused about who my target audience is. Well, the thing that you need to know about the target market is that it actually starts revealing itself to you once you start exposing your business to different people. And so at first, you have to really rely on yourself as a, as a guinea pig because you are attracted to what it is that you are offering, right? So you have to start kind of starting with yourself, kind of build a model from you you like what you are offering if you, if someone else was offering that same service would it attract you because because something about that bit the business that you're in attracted you to start the business so therefore uh can you find other people who are like you that are interested in having that service to service them so start with yourself in building a character profile uh, so that you can find others, right, so when what what was the reason why you started your business? Why did you need that product, or why did you need that service right, or what struck you about about that service or that product to even start it right? Start from there and asking yourself, okay, so who is the type of person? that would need my service or my product because you've really got to build a character profile for this right because you can't do good marketing if you don't know who you're talking to so you've got to build that product that that product or that service character profile for your customer or client once you do that you start looking at you know well how old would the person be um are they male or or more would be female right uh, are they are they at a certain income bracket, right? Um, what is the pain point for an individual who is needing this service or this product? So it's either going to be a pain point or a pleasure point, right? So what is the pain point or what is the pleasure point For this person wanting this particular product or this particular service, what is that? Because you've got to know that because you've got to be able to use those pain points in your marketing materials, right? So once you have a character profile built out, now you kind of know who you're talking to. No, you don't have to have a person's exact name to build out a character profile, but you can build that character profile out first starting with yourself and then looking at Who would be the type of person that would need my service or product? So when you're talking about finding your target market, it's not always um, as easy, right? Sometimes you have to start with yourself. Then you have to build out a character profile, better known as an avatar, A-V-A-T-A-R, in the marketing industry. And then once you build out that profile, now you can better uh, write your marketing content, material towards that character, right? Towards that person. When you list those pain points that that person might be having, you can build out um, your, your marketing content around that and you can also um, talk directly to those individuals that meet that character profile. So what happens is that you'll start having people respond to you who are um, identifying with those pain points or those pleasure points in your marketing content, you're gonna offer something a compelling offer, something that they may want, whether it's a report, whether it's a checklist, whether it's something that will attract them to what you you have. And for that they're gonna give you their name, their phone number, and their email, okay? Once that occurs, because that's the foundation, you remember, we're, marketing and sales aren't the same thing, but they complement each other and they can't do without each other, right? And so, again, marketing is the first step of attracting so you got to make sure that you have the right attraction package in place. you got to make sure that you have the right marketing system in place. So we talked about um, looking at building a character profile. We talked about how sometimes you have to start with yourself if you're not clear on that. And then once people start um, att- uh, finding themselves attracted to what you are saying and what you are offering, from that point, Then you offer, you you can start connecting with them and offering e-newsletters, you can start connecting with them and communicating with them frequently, and it's those people that you start coming up with a survey to ask them what is it that they want right? And that's what helps you to build your target customer, your target client, and you start being on top of the pulse beat of those individuals. Now, those individuals have gone from a character profile to actual real individuals with names that you can identify with, right? And now you are better able to hone in and create even more services, bring even more different types of products in front of the audience. And now you can even hone in on your marketing content and feel confident and clear with knowing who your target market is. So again, your target market isn't always going to be like so clear at First. And I think this is what happens when people don't get results that they're looking for from a marketing perspective, meaning they are not attracting people. This is why. It's because you never built a character profile. You never, you never started with yourself asking yourself, well, what would attract me to this service? what what would cause me to want this service or this product what are the pain points for me what's the pleasure points for me and then building a character profile from there okay and sometimes you do in the character profile have to look at you do have to look at the income bracket because maybe your product or your service costs above $50 you know maybe it costs above a certain amount and People who are at a certain income bracket may not see that as a necessary purchase or whether it was a pain point or not, they don't necessarily want, they're not going to spend the money on it because they don't necessarily have the the, um, the cash flow to spend the money on it. So sometimes you do have to look at that income bracket as well, right? And then if you find out that more of your customers or clients are male, then you've got to start learning how to market and attract males to the product and service that you have. Same goes for if, if your customers um, or clients are more female then you are going to have to learn how females think, what attracts females to different things. There's certain words, certain colors, certain things that attract more females to what you have to offer, right? And so you have to look at all of those things. Now, the one thing that I can tell you, because 85% of all consumer decisions are made by females, mostly everyone that I know has a large majority of their target audience are females. And so they go towards females. And so that's just kind of like the name of the game, unless your service or product was designed and created exclusively for men or exclusively for women, right? But we're finding that even women are the ones that are buying the cologne for their loved ones, their husbands, their sons, their their mates, they're, they're the ones still buying the um, the products. And so that is why most of the time in the world of consumerism, you find that regardless of what the product is often, that it is used, the, the marketing material is used to attract females, okay? So keep that in mind and get in touch with your industry. Um, that's very important as well. Now, with that said, with, with you understanding how is your foundation laid to really build a good marketing system, now that you know your target customer you've built your, your, or, or you've built your, your character profile that gives you a way to really hone in on your marketing content, look at those pain points or pleasure points and figure that out, your next step is in creating your marketing system to attract those types of individuals. That's your next process, right? Because marketing is a system of techniques and methods used to attract people to what you have to offer, right? That's what it is. It's the attraction part. It's like, oh, I, w- I want that report. I want that free report. Or, oh, I want to try that. Or, Oh, that sounds like something that I would really, really want, Okay. That's what you want to happen because that's the, that's, the, that's the goal. Now, the one goal in marketing, as you are attracting, not only do you have to attract, but you must cause them to take an action. And the action you want them to take is you want them to give you their first and last name, email address, and their, and their mobile phone number, right? That's really what you want. And that is why in marketing, we have something called the compelling offer right? Um, the compelling offer can be an e-book. It can be questions. It could be a checklist. It could be a hundred ways to do this or that. Um, but usually it's something that is going to compel people, those people who fit the character profile, it's going to compel them to want that offer. In exchange for the offer, they're going to give you their contact information and that's what opens up them up to your marketing system. So marketing system is the next stage. And in creating your marketing system, what you have to decide on is a funnel process, right? The funnel process is walking them through, getting them Um, to know who you are, your company, and what you do by sending out short spurts of prepared, pre-prepared emails, right, that are always calling them to action um, to purchase a somewhat larger product, and then also giving them something of value in the emails that you're sending out, okay? It's allowing them, and then it's getting them into the funnel process. Now, in the funnel process, it's in that process that you have to decide on when the sales take place. There are some people, all of the sales is going to take place online without you even talking to the person. Your funnel system is going to walk them straight into the sale, right? But then there are some people who have higher ticket items where they actually have to talk to the individual, especially if it's a service. They have to actually talk to the individual and they actually have to close the sale with that individual. One such service is coaching, right? The sales process for coaching. um, I give a lot of free power talk so people can in earnest experience who I am and what I do. And if they perceive it as a value, they will want to move further. So again, you have to decide on What your funnel process is going to be, which is just your marketing system step-by-step leading to them saying, yes, I'm interested in what you have to offer. And then determining, then once they say, yes, they're interested, what's my sales process? right? And that's where the sales process actually begins right there, and that's what you need to know, and that's what's so very, very important, okay? And so starting on next Monday, uh, I am going to be bringing to you the beginning of the sales process and sharing with you um, the sales, seven, seven stages of the sales cycle so that you fully understand it. I trust that you guys have enjoyed today's show. I've given you the first portion of the foundation of getting prepared to move into sales and understanding that you got to really understand marketing first. got to have your marketing plan all drawn out first, and you definitely have to know your character profile or know your target customer or client, right? So now next Monday, get ready as I take you into the 7th in the sales cycle. You guys have a wonderful and productive week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.